0: Behind the baller. My life is more than money and journey. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't got to tell me, dog. I know I'm the scene behind the baller. My life is more than money and journey. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home alive. Behind the baller. Yo, yo, what up everyone and welcome to another brand new episode of the world infamous behind the baller podcast coming to you live from Hollywood, California. This show is and always will be nothing but 100% professional podcasting. I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. the Korean John Daly, a.k.a. Back9Ben. This show is brought to you by the one the only award-winning producer duo, the Dust Brothers. That's, excuse me, that's eight-time podcast producers of the year, Jordan Winter and Miles Davis, my fucking guys, with original music by Lakey, theme song by Illegal Cartel, yo, BTB Army, it will be soon, CAI Army, the rebrand is coming to you by the new year, and uh sorry guys i couldn't get jimmy on today he was supposed to get on today but you know he was fucking busy uh i mean he's a dad he's got a lot of shit going on and um he uh was uh getting in with the fucking captain's pick yesterday and all this other crazy shit but he will obviously be my counterpart once we launch the new show with video are y'all ready it's about to be 2024 in this bitch let's Get it, Miles, hit me one time. So, um, an old friend of mine passed away. I don't know how he passed. And, and uh, honestly, it didn't cross my mind to even ask or care. Um, I got to say rest in peace to my boy Raul Conde. I know him as Raul Terra Squad. He is OG Day One Terra Squad. Fat Joe, Big Pun, all that. Um, my condolences to the Conde family. My condolences to Fat Joe, to Macho, my condolences to Erica Mena. He had a baby with Erica a long time ago. And I met Raul through my boy Chris Jones, actually. And um, it's just crazy, man. I just uh 52 life is precious, life is short, and as I've thought about my mortality on this earth, I think this year is the year I've thought about my existence more than ever. And you could have all the problems in the world. You could have a bunch of problems, financial, love, whatever the fuck it might be, right? But once you have health problems, you only got one problem, period. So, you know, me doing this intermittent fasting, um, and by the way, you know I, people say Ozempic or Ozemic or what the fuck is it called? I have no idea what the fuck that shit is. I, I don't know why. It's like people are so funny. Either you consider me a Hollywood dude, you consider me famous. You don't consider me famous, and whatever. And it's Hollywood. I, I I've never done no surgery or no drugs. Like that shit's weird. But I will say, there's a new thing going around. There's this seven day water fast and allegedly it's supposed to, you know, not help cure cancer, but prevent it. I don't know, it's supposed to be really good for you. Um, The only thing is you can't do anything really, um, anything that exerts energy or, or, you know, work out and shit like that. And um, Not that I work out, but you know, I I gotta play golf. Seven days is a long time, but it does make sense. I mean, I actually think about, you know, I, I might try fucking around and doing a three day one. I definitely ain't gonna lie to you, y'all. I have fallen off quite a bit, a little bit. Not fallen off, but like, I've changed it to where I don't eat after 8.45. And then I start having my coffee like around 6, 6.30 a.m. So realistically, I'm only not eating now for like 10 hours, right? Which is all I need because I've got down, you know, obviously really, you know, to a good weight. I just gotta basically make sure I at least stay within the ten, fourteen, not fourteen, ten, but like I do know it'll be a lot easier now if I need to jump back into, you know what I'm saying, like my last meal stops at eight, and then my first starts at ten, let it be. But you know, I drop the gang of weight and don't have to worry about it. But anyways, um, I had the kids all week, or well, most of the week and weekend, you know, I had them through the Thanksgiving break. And uh, that definitely made my life easier. Also made it hectic in some ways. You know, this week with the holiday, right? Like a real holiday. And Thanksgiving has never been like a big holiday in our family. Um, it's usually the birthdays. It's our vacation is something, but I mean like the birthdays, Halloween and Christmas are huge. You know, um, Nick would always want to do Easter shit, whatever. But, you know, I, it, this time definitely made me think, more about, especially in a second, I'll tell you, you know, we, we had hit a few spots and, you know, Thanksgiving um, dinner did not consist of turkey. A couple things, only Kaya eats turkey. And um, I had, uh, Kaya had spent um, Thanksgiving night with the mom, but I was with the boys and stuff. And um, I really thought about, I was like, damn, this really shit is it's just, you know, hearing different stories, everyone's situation is different. But I was just like, damn, this is really the stupidest, dumbest fucking thing that could ever happen. Um, some people say, oh, well, obviously to you, you don't know the other side or you don't know how much this was stressing this person on this. And it's like, nah, my tolerance is a motherfucker. You know, it was shit that I could complain about, but I didn't, you know? So that's why usually when I think about somebody, I step outside of myself and I think about what they might be thinking. And when you know somebody for that long, you know, somebody probably better than 99.99%. I want to even say a hundred, but 99.99% better than other people. You step outside. You put yourself into their shoes, right? And fuck my life. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the other side and the overall situation. I'll say that I know that this is definitely a, it was a bad decision, but um, it's the best thing for me now, right? I'm 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 on a different part. I just want all the legal shit to be done, and then when that's done, oh man, I'm I'm already not looking back i just want to be able to like have that dumbass, you know completion the legal completed part done right because i know i'm gonna land i always landed back on my feet you know i can't speak on her on that part because in 14 years i never had to worry about her landing on her feet you know she didn't have a job during that time and um I think that could be argued here and there. And there's things like child support and there's things like animoid alimony. There's certain things, whatever, and it's cool. We don't get into that, whatever. But I know for a fact she's not gonna live the same life that she's had for the last 14 years. And again, that's none of my business. But again, you know, I think it'd be good. It'd be a good lesson. It's a good lesson for me for sure. So I I think it should be a good lesson for her. And I don't think that no one should live in life, you know, feeling bitter even the people who I've had the most biggest beef with you know in life whatever it was um, at a certain point you just get over it you're just like you know no big deal and this is definitely a big thing Um, and uh, I don't hate anybody I can definitely be like damn man this is you know you really let people get in your ear and um, again I I talked about this before where you're like you're looking for a fucking sign you're driving down the street you see a billboard and you see a message you feel like it just pertains to you it just fucking just really hits you different you're like yo that's the sign right there then you hit a friend you're like yo yeah no man fuck him don't worry about him blah blah you're just like yeah that's all i needed and at that point you've already made up your mind but then you had the people in your ear right you have certain things and you're like all right cool it's too early to talk about could you imagine talking about the lakers losing there's teams that have lost look at the fucking diamondbacks them motherfuckers had a way worse record than the dodgers and they had winning the chip it's a long time right now. People ain't gonna. They don't, they don't know where they are because they haven't been in that position. And I have. I've been the underdog all my life. That's why I root for the underdog. Even though sometimes people see me like, "Oh, this dude has this. This dude has that." That don't mean shit. I'll still wait in line and wait for a check, whatever the fuck it may be, and also at the same time walk away for some money. The big picture is, it's the kids. It's my kids that I feel the worst for. And that soon they'll adjust some therapy and things like that. You know what I'm saying? But I feel bad for them. But uh, we got it in this last week, you know. Um, Some great positive takeaways is uh, uh, first off, I got to play my first round ever of golf in London. You know, a full round at my country club. He gets in the golf cart. We've been in a golf cart before, but he gets to get in and like, you don't know, just really explore nature. Like he forgot about his shots at a certain point because he saw deers and raccoons and snakes and shit in nature. He loves nature. That's one thing about my kids that I love. It's so opposite from me. Not often do I sit back and say, damn, it is really a blessing just to be out here on the golf course. I do take that shit for granted because I have worked so hard all my life. But like, second hole and my son sees a lake sees a little creek he's like seeing just woods and stuff he's like he loves it i love that for him you know we hit the turn we go to the snack bar get some fries like man these fries are bussing you know he's like oh this is amazing and these are things i just didn't get to do with him you know i'd love to do with all my kids if i could you know but it was an amazing experience he had the time of his life and i think he loves golf more even now than he ever did. And I I can't wait, you know, but most of the time I golf is during the week. I don't really golf on the weekends. Maybe the weekends I don't have them, right? But um, he loves it and I hope he gets better. And um, I got to figure that out too. Sad news, Weddington Golf Course in Studio City, California, where, um, you know, I got my start, where I got my lessons, everything. Rondell Barrio coaches there and all that stuff. Uh, They finally lost. The lawsuit, I think it's been a two or three year battle, could be even longer. And they lost uh, unanimously. And Harvard Westlake has won now. And um, so they're going to start demolition next year, finally. They were talking about taking it down early 2022. And then they spoke could take it down early this year, this year, and they kept pushing back. And then now it's like for real going down. So it's kind of sad, you know, because that was my range. Um, although I haven't used it. In the last few months, I haven't really practiced there because I'm practicing at a, one of two country clubs. But, you know, I got to figure out something for London. I've been coaching him with things. and I got to get him more involved and it's tough. It ain't easy, I ain't going to lie to you. Again, when you have one kids, okay, cool. Two kids, it's it's a lot. When you got three, it's a whole different fucking ball game. You know, as a single dad, I'm out, I'm outnumbered by two. When you got three, it's a different level. But he does love golf, not as much as he loves Roblox or Minecraft, but still. What else, man? You know, a lot of hugs, a lot of um, reassurance of. You know, them knowing I'll always be there for you. You know, they know. They know that they feel safe with me. There's not a question in their minds. They know I could protect them. They know I could do everything. Um, But yeah, we hit the Americana. Somewhere we usually go to a lot, but I feel like it's been a little bit, maybe a month, not too long. We go there a lot. Hit the Americana to check out the tree. And that shit gave us, gave me slight PTSD. Um, A lot of nostalgic moments have happened at the Americana before kids, throughout the kids' lives. And um, for the last few years, except for COVID, we would go to the tree lighting. And the tree lighting was a big deal. It's like, it's like a funny, it's like a socialite event for the who's who in Glendale. And um, I'm cool with the Crusoe group, right? Spent a lot of money at the Grove, the Commons, Palisades, obviously Americana. Spent a lot of time there, but I love going there because um, my uncle owned the Wetzel's pretzel there since the day they opened. He sold it last year. The kids like Barnes and Nobles, you know, like just, we'll go there and eat and chill out. But, you know, I'm just seeing all this Christmas shit, this holiday shit. I'm like, wow, man, this is really starting to just come into full effect. And uh, for some reason, the Christmas tree at the Americana looked more beautiful than ever. It really did. The gingerbread house, the Santa pictures. I'm not doing, the, We're not doing Santa pictures this year, I think. And I'm even surprised I'm actually going to get a Christmas tree. I'm going to get a fucking uh, a plastic one. I'm not getting no goddamn real tree. You know, I started noticing people getting cracked bitch fuck. Even my friend Dorothy Wang, she's, for a billionaire family. She got a plastic Christmas tree. I, I just never been one to decorate the house. That was someone that, that Nick did and good for her. I'm just, I could hire someone, whatever. It just, this ain't, this year it ain't happening, right? We miss the smaller things. And some of those things do mean something to the kids, but there's so many bigger things that are more important right now that I need to take care of. Um, so, you know, had to get our potato corner fix in. Where else did we hit? Forgot the fuck did we do I forgot what did we hit why am I drawing a blank oh yeah we hit Dave and Buster's of course kids had a play date they got to hang out with their best friends and that was dope the kids <laughs> my boys needed uh new shoes and it's crazy because they got brand new shoes for school in uh late August and then fucking um it's crazy so it's August September October four months I guess that's four months is, is about right So they wanted new shoes and I got them. Well, what they asked for was Black Air Force Ones, right? I was like, Dad, what are Black Air Force Ones? And I was like, that's for savages. That's for people who don't give a shit about anyone. They don't care about nothing, (laughs) okay? Like, literally, like, I think you you need to understand that. And um, they, you know, that's what they asked for. So I got them that, took their homie, Damn, Busters, again, shout out to my boy Popeye. And by the way, guys, we are really working on a fucking amazing Watch Lord Invitational. But back to the kids, we hit this place, um, the California Science Center, which is located at USC, um, right there in South Central. And I haven't been there in a long time. And I was like, whoa, this place is fucking amazing. And the craziest part about it is, I'm sure you can find parking somewhere, Parking's $15, and the California Science Center is fucking free. This is an amazing museum, exhibition, whatever you call it. The Endeavor Space Shuttle's there. It is a fucking crazy, amazing place. And they have IMAX theater there. Um, We watched this uh, thing, the Blue Whale 3D. We watched uh, Island of Lemurs. These are 45-minute IMAX movies. Amazing, both of them were fucking perfect Like just so, so good And then there's all these little um, zones You go into an exhibitions you could check out We did this space shuttle simulator pod And we couldn't even check everything out And it was free The only thing you pay for, the simulator pod was $6 a person The movies were like $9 a person And it was worth it The sad thing was We got there at like 11.15, 11.30 And it was fucking dead There was like 50 people in that place okay the food there i was shocked they had this little tremana grill they had pizza the pizza was fucking good the fucking i had a fucking uh baracoa burrito and it had snacks and then the movie theater has full-blown concessions it was lit but it was dead there was 15 20 people in each movie it was just crazy and it fucked me up because this is such an amazing educational center right and it got a little more crowded later, like around 2, o'clock, but it still wasn't, this is a fucking Sunday. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm at the mall and the mall is packed. Like it was fucking packed. But when you go to something educational that's free, it's actually like helpful. It's fucking dead. And I'm, I'm like, damn, that's sad. You know, this is state fucking funded, I'm sure. And like, by the way, let me speak about something that Black Friday was fucking just trash. You guys already know, inflation's fucked up, things are fucked up, yet the mall's packed, I don't know what, whatever. Again, maybe not as crowded as it was in recent times. You know, some places definitely flourishing, whatever. Uh, It just, again, that just kind of bums me out, you know? And I I feel like when I think about the Science Center, I think about other things, like our our education system has, has failed us right? For the United States, at least. You know, I mean, thank God my kids go to private school and I look at their homework. I'm like, holy shit, like none, none of my homework in fourth and fifth grade look like what London and Ryder's homework looks like. It's fucking crazy. But I was watching this um, TikTok video that, or I'm sorry, it was a YouTube short that London po- that showed me. And there's this guy and he really walked up to a girl and he asked her like some basic questions that London could answer every one of them. And this girl's fucking 20 years old. 19 at youngest, 24 at oldest. And they asked her, what's three cubed? And she said, 12. And she said, no, 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 sorry. It's nine, final answer. And he didn't tell her what the right answer was. He goes, okay, what time is it if it's a quarter to eight? I paused for a long time because I was fucking... Dumbfounded that she said 825. Simple shit. Like, it's wild. You could be a good kid, nice, you know, conduct is good, and be dumb as shit and graduate high school. It's just really scary. Sorry. And, you know, switching gears now, speaking of high school, Josh Giddy. Wow. Josh Kitty of the Oklahoma City Thunder, this motherfucker, say allegedly, but it's like, there's some receipts, is fucking with a 15 to 17-year-old girl. He's 21. Now, if he wasn't in the NBA, it's still creepy if he's 20, 21, mess with a 17-year-old. If... He was 20 and the girl was 17, knew her when she was 14 and he was 16 or 17. And you know, it is what it is. But they're saying she's a sophomore in high school. And she did a Snapchat which said, I fuck Josh and he's doing videos to her brother and all this other stuff. And the crazy part is I don't really know dude. When I say no dude, I don't know anything about his game or nothing. But I went back to one of my old DMs To a friend of mine And a friend of mine She's pretty young She's like 23, 22 And um, She would uh, Notice since she was 18 She started coming to the weed meetups And um, She hits me up Like last year And she's like yo I'm dating this dude And I'm like oh who Now mind you this girl looks young too She looks like one of them Chris Hansen bait people that are fucking like really 24, 25. But she told me she was fucking with this dude. And I was like, oh my God, this dude has a type. I don't know, bro. NBA is investigating now. They did an interview right after the Oklahoma City game. And they said, oh, what are these allegations? He says, hey guys, I understand this is a thing, but uh, not right now. Shit. I don't know, y'all. I really, 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 really... Had that shit got me fucked up as a dad, you know, of a, you know, a girl. It got me thinking, you know what I'm saying? Really deep flip, reflecting on my kids. And I thought about it. I'm like, yo, one day I'm going to have to give Kaya away. Kaya's going to want to get married. And my relationship with her is so different from the boy. She's a little girl. And I thought about it. I, you know, I really thought about it. Like, you know I'm like, damn, I thought about when I got married and I had to ask, you know, Nick's dad for her hand and stuff and everything. And he's just a chill, simple dude. He don't give a fuck. He's just kind of like, you know, he's he just really is such a relaxed guy. He doesn't want to have any trouble. He hates the confrontation until like something really just has to just tick him off. But trust me, I ain't giving no motherfucking blessing, no consent for Kai to get married. To any dude Unless I spend a lot of time with this man That don't mean she can't get married She does she want to right I'll show up here and there. I'm just saying I can't respect a motherfucker That don't come up to me And really show her Show me that you know He right for my daughter You know what I mean You know they always, they always Hear these or read these stupid ass passages Some of them are right Some of them are like you know but But it's true You know, you you hear this saying, be careful who you put first. They might put you last. And that's true. I only say that because I know who the fuck is by me and who's not by me. I know who's fake by me and is really going to be by me because they know I'm in a position to win and I've been in a position to win. I don't need that type of help. I don't want that. Some people say, oh, it's nice to, I've been enjoying my alone time a lot. Okay. And a lot of people think that I've been mean or that whatever, look, (laughs) I'm going through a lot. If anything, I've been the nicest fucking person in the world for the last like five or six years. I've always been who I am. That's why I put that shit on my IG stories. You're not mean, they're just soft, you know? And by the way, guys, I hear these girls all the time. Oh, match my energy, match my energy. I was gonna, Look, you could obviously know that people have said this to me in my life, women. I'm not matching nobody's motherfucking energy anymore, okay? It takes too much of my energy to match someone else's bad or negative energy. I ain't matching shit. We either a match made in heaven or we 60-40 and then 40-60. I, I'm not. If it ain't meant to be, why the fuck do you force it? Some people force it because they want something or they want a life. They want to be taken care of, whatever the fuck it is. Nah, man. That's what gets motherfuckers in bad positions in the first place. You know what I mean? One more thing that I do want to talk about before we go to a break is I saw this statistic where they had this survey and they asked a thousand people. You have two career options. You could take a $100,000 salary job, but your coworkers make $200,000 a year. Or you could take a $50,000 job a year and your coworkers make $25,000 a year. I said, This is the stupidest thing in the world. This is the dumbest answer. Thousand people they asked. I was fucking shocked. 500 people answered that they'd rather take $50,000. Why? And a fucking psychologist broke down that people rather be at a place where they're doing better than their peers or their coworkers than be at a place where they feel like they're making less than their coworkers. Who gives a fuck? I'd rather make more money. 50% answered. They'd rather take the 50K job. That shit scares me. All right. Let's go to a motherfucking break, y'all. I'll I'll be right back. That shit just fucked me up. All right, y'all. Be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of the year can be a lot. Holidays are a time for fun and a time for reflection. And it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you've benefited from therapy, feel free to share your experience. Whether or not you've been in therapy personally, talk about the broader benefits in your own words. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma, etc. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash baller today to get 10% off your first month. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp, slash baller. College and NFL football is cooking and there's money to be made. Sports betting picks? I got you covered. VIP one-on-one coaching for beginners? We got you covered. Me and my team of professional handicappers, aka the captains, are here to help you dominate the football season. Captain Picks is legit and it's fun. I love being able to watch games and communicate in the Discord community alongside. If you sign up right now for a single sport football at $50 per week, you'll get picks for both NCAA and NFL all season long throughout the playoffs also in nba ufc tennis soccer the captains got you covered and you can add another single sport or get vip all access just go to captainpicks.com now captainpicks.com is where you go to win come rock with your captains sign up one time or reoccurring subscriptions with promo code INVEST for 40% off. Once again, the promo code is INVEST. Come join me and my crew at CaptainPits.com for single sport or VIP. Sports betting should be a team sport. Yo, yo, we're back. I'm focusing a lot on building my subscriber base up uh, for a few things. One. We are going to start doing uh, YouTube again. I'm starting to activate my channel. I have not l- uploaded a video on there in nine. Actually, the nine years has been one thing, but like it's been like 14, 15 years since I was active on my YouTube. And I think there's only like 12,000. There was at one point 35,000 subscribers, and this was when I had my show. But um, I'm focusing on subscribers. I'm just tapping in, not selling no classes. It's not my thing at all. You get more. It's proven. From being a subscriber than that There's more benefits There's more access Again I will start following more people I need to see different shit on my timeline It's driving me fucking crazy I need to see some different shit But uh I want to address this part three situation again Real quickly It's not a big deal Um I need you guys to understand this I created the show It was my idea before anybody else's I came up with the golf show Before anyone else As soon as I came up with it I asked Jordan and Miles, they produce it and they still are producing the show. And I said, hey, listen, I think it'd be a great idea if we get GR Smith because we got the same agent and then the agency was really interested. They represent a lot of golfers. And then they suggest that Stephen Maubin come in. Maubin's my guy. Known him for 20 years. He got me into golf. So I said, you know what? You got three different perspectives. Let's do it. We had high hopes. We had a lot of ambition and they still do. Um, It's been a grind. It's been tough. This show was created while I was married. Happily, on my end, as far as, you know, whatever. Obviously, the other part was not. But there is a lot that we needed to do, and and three of us are real busy. We all three live in different cities. Um, Might as well be different states. I mean, two of us live in different states, but, you know, Stephen's never in fucking town. And it's not a problem with that. I was going through a lot of shit, things that you guys couldn't fucking imagine in a million years. Not even them. They couldn't even understand it. You know, and it takes a lot of effort and energy. And there was points and times we're being censored. And I thought, look, this is a good time for me to just say, hey, listen, man. And by the way, I'm walking away from money. I don't think you guys understand. No one kicked me off a motherfucking show. That's the stupidest thing in the world. But there have been at least 50 people, some that I know and some that I don't know, that have reached out to me and said, damn, you're one of the realest parts of the show because you represented the new golfers, you know, the real amateurs out there. And that was probably one of the biggest compliments I took. They say, you know, and you're also a podcaster, you know, the way you speak, you interview, but it's all good. JR's my guy, Steven's my guy, and it's love. I just, I'm about to do two episodes a week with the new show, and that's it. There was no, come on, man. Kicked off the show, man. That's the craziest shit I've fucking seen or heard in my entire life. Speaking of subscribers, I got a subscriber for some golf this week. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fucking lit. Uh, I got Good Good coming in this week. That's going to be dope. I got Bubba Watson coming in town too. Maybe a little bit after this week, I think. So I got Bubba Watson coming in. I'm supposed to be playing golf with Justin Bieber. I'm going to link up with Garrett and the good, good dudes. Uh, Or it might be just Garrett. I don't know. But, you know, good, good fam, obviously. Oh, yeah, my dude, Eric Lottery. He is a fucking golf sensation right now. He's just going crazy. It's nuts. He's here right now. I'm going to play golf with him this week. So I'm hyped for that. And you know what? I'm about to do the unthinkable to my Scotty Cameron circle T putter. Not my 009, not my 009 GSS, but my masterful SSS is going out to get something done. And uh, (laughs) it's going to be fucking interesting. It's going to be interesting as fuck. So as far as uh, TV and shit like that, I forgot to mention, I took the kids to the movies. We went to go see um, Napoleon. This is a uh, Ridley Scott film, right, with Joaquin Phoenix. Now, I'm a massive Ridley Scott fan. I did not love American Gangster, but I liked American Gangster a lot. But I loved Aliens. I loved Blade Runner. I fucking loved Gladiator. Maybe one of my favorite movies ever. Joaquin Phoenix, amazing actor. This fucking movie was so goddamn disappointing. I mean, I'm glad I learned a little bit more about an emperor and I really think about like, God damn, the 1400, 1500 is like, what the fuck? You really think a hundred years from now, who the fuck's gonna remember us, right? Will the earth even be around in 200 years? Right? I, I don't know, right? You're talking about 500 fucking years ago. I'm just like still mind blown. I don't know when the pyramids were fucking created is supposed to be before Christ was it before that I don't know but I was really disappointed with fucking Napoleon that shit just was not it it was fuck man that shit damn damn but when I was watching Napoleon there was uh you know a preview for the new Bob Marley movie now that shit looks lit for those of you who don't know, Bob Marley is probably one of my favorite artists of all time. I've listened to the album Legend 50,000 times. I love Bob Marley. I love what he was about. I cannot wait to watch this fucking movie. Cannot wait to watch The New Planet of the Apes because Ryder and London are so obsessed with that shit too. Was looking for things to watch. You know, I watched football and whatever else. I had the kids around watching a lot of YouTube and stuff, watching good, good but I watched that Barry Sanders documentary on Amazon Prime. And wow. Again, if you didn't know, I love Deion Sanders, right? When he was at Florida State, his senior or junior year, what it was it? And then when he got drafted and you know most of his NFL career, but Barry Sanders was definitely my favorite. Him and Lawrence Taylor, my favorite football players of all time in the NFL. I was fucking, I fucked with Barry Sanders when he was at OSU. I remember the Sports Illustrated cover, that motherfucker hopping over a dog pile. Dude was out of his fucking mind. But there was some dope insight. And he finally spoke because this dude is just not, he avoided the media. He won the Heisman Trophy and didn't speak. He, He avoided people when he got drafted and whatever, when he broke records and this and that. And I always wondered, i asked people that, you know, that played during that era. Like, what's up, man? Why did Barry, you know, he could have beat, you know, Walter Payton's record easily. And you watch this documentary and you realize he didn't give a fuck about accolades. And this dude lived his life honorable as fuck. Like, I personally don't get it. I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? You chase after records, whatever. But I got to respect it. It was good. I'll watch it again. Like really, it was it was it was a fucking great fucking documentary. There's a lot of uh uh controversy over this uh comedian Matt Reif. I never heard of dude before, but he's blown up, he's got a huge female fan base, and he's full-blown toxic. Funny dude. I watched his comedy special, it was good. And he starts out with the domestic violence joke, and women were fucking outraged. There was thousands of TikToks going out, talking about it, women complaining, this and that. And so he made an apology, okay? He made an apology. And with the apology, he said, for anyone who has a problem with what I said on my show, here's here's the answer to the apology. And he put a link on his stories. And when you click the link, it was for mentally challenged special people for a Helmet. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, anybody people say, oh, you're a fucking asshole, fuck you. No, comedy should be off fucking limits. Again, nobody's mean. You're just soft. Sometimes people intend to hurt people's feelings. Sometimes people are intend to say stereotypes. People are there to say the truth and laugh. Motherfuckers are too scared to say shit. Fuck cancel culture. And he's, doubling down tripling down that motherfucker is doubling down and then two more aces are coming he's doing the max double down and i fuck with it good for him because i came from the era of fucking red fox richard pryor eddie murphy and all that robin harris andrew dice clay one of my fucking idols and it's sad that andrew can't go out and say the fuck he jokes he said but yeah they're trying to cancel i don't get he gives a fuck And so I saw these TikToks and I fucking DM'd Matt Reif. I said, bro, salute to you. I fuck with you. And within a matter of an hour, he sent me a DM back and said, Ben Baller did the chain. I'm a big fan of your work, bro. Please come see my show this weekend. Obviously, I couldn't have the kids. And I was like, yo, I'll figure out something. Definitely let's link up. And that was fucking dope. And um, yeah, he uh, started following me. So I fuck with dude. Speaking of which, before I finish off on something I do want to watch uh, TV show wise, I was looking through Reels and this is my new thing now. I just found the Reels page on the IG and it's at least been around for two years, right? Maybe three, four, I don't know. But there's an actual section which is Reels. I never watched it before. So these are people that most likely you're not even following. And I watched it for hours and hours. Watching funny dude, there's a dude named Super Ray 14 or Super A, some shit, hilarious. And there's random shit on there. And that's like my cheap entertainment now. Came across this basketball interview and it was an old Nike commercial of Randy Moss and Jason Williams, A.K. White Chocolate. And it was just an amazing commercial. And I always fuck with Jason Williams. He was one of the white boys. I just was like, wow, like way more than AR fucking 15, AR Austin Reeves or whatever. But saw this interview And he's sitting there talking about something and he's wearing a Grove 23 hat. Now, mind you, there's no Grove 23 written on it. He just has the Grove 23, like Jaguar logo on his head. Now, I don't know if it's a Panther. I don't know what the fuck it is. But I knew it was a Grove 23 hat. I was like, oh, he golfs. You ain't wearing that hat if you ain't golf. And then he keeps talking. He's talking about a tea time. And I was like, oh, wait, what? So I commented it was a big page. I forgot if it was Bleacher Report or some shit. And I said, Jason seems like a cool ass dude. And now he got that Grove 23 hat on. Shit. I fuck with him 10 times heavier. Immediately, White Chocolate Jason Williams starts following me. DMs me like, yo, bro. Yeah, I'm in Florida, but let's, man, I'm in LA, man. Give me a reason to come out there. Let's tee it up. We start chopping it up. The cool thing is his birthday was just a few days ago. He's just two, three years younger than me. So, you know, a older cat playing ball. A long time ago, my sister actually styled him, I think. But I fuck with dude. And the more I hear him talk, just seems like a cool dude, chill-ass dude. He's a dad, stays out the way. With I can't wait to get a fucking round in with dude. So some dope-ass shit. You can meet some cool-ass people in, in social media, you know what I mean? Um, anyways, last thing about entertainment was I thought Power Book 3 was debuting this past weekend, aka Raising Canaan. But that comes out this coming weekend. So anyways, I'm looking forward to that. I'm just still fucking watching Bosch. I'm watching Bosch Legacy Season 2. I watched it again. It was fucking phenomenal. Now, on to some depressing shit. Lakers, eh, I really can't call it. Real quick about baseball. I didn't sign a fourth year with Topps. I did three years with them. I'm going to explore different options. I'd love to do basketball and football, and I'm waiting on that to finish. And then maybe I come back and do baseball. I don't know yet. But there's a rumor that Shohei Otani is coming to LA, and I just don't think it's going to happen. But if he does, I will lose my fucking mind. I would like to see him at Seattle. That'd be dope just because I know he's not going to come here. But who knows? Texas, eh, we'll see. Now, the Seahawks. Let me tell you the high hopes I had. We could be one in 14 for the season, one in 13 for the season, I don't give a fuck. Oh, I'm sorry, two in 14. As long as we beat the motherfucking 49ers in the season we lost every game, I don't give a shit. But we were six in three. At one point we we're five in two. And I say, you know what? Our record is cap. That's not really us. I wouldn't be surprised if we win one or two more games. That'd be Arizona and that's it. Because we got some tough motherfuckers we're playing. Geno is just mentally not locked in. He is not there. He is not the dude he was last year. I don't know what it is. I can't really call it. We do have the weapons. We have the fucking offensive guys. We do have a good defense. I don't know what's going on. Jamal Adams is back. I don't know what the fuck the deal is. It's sad that I haven't been out there. I'm not ready for that there again because my fucking head is fucked up from my cousin Rex and then the whole shit that's going on in my life. But we suck. And it's sad because again, half the fucking team follows me on Instagram and on social media. And those are my guys. And it hurts, but it's the truth. We are motherfucking trash. And we face off the motherfucking Niners in another week or so at Levi's and fuck that we better win that motherfucker dead ass for real we, we are trash it's fucking disgusting man shit makes me sick in fact, um, Greg Manley who is uh, the director of the kingdom at TaylorMade he's a big Seahawks fan I was born and raised in Seattle the fucking dude's a stick and he's older than me he's fucking crazy golf but anyways we always talk our shit about Seahawks stuff and it's just fucking sad but guys that's it man I gave y'all what? Shit. No, that was still what 45 minutes or so, somewhere on there. I don't know exactly. But guys, yo, it is still, it's full-blown Christmas season. Like that shit is less than a month away. It's coming in hot, faster than fuck. And it's just kind of crazy because right after that, what is it? New Year's. It's weird. It's just, I got anxiety. By the way, nobody is getting shit from me this year. Right, I'm not doing gifts. I don't really do a lot of gifts before. You know, I do take care of people here and there on the hum. But the only people getting gifts this year are my three kids and my mom. Okay. And by the way, I don't want anything. I, it, we, I got in a fight with Nicolette about last year. I am. I don't need shit. You know, I always get them the greatest gifts here and there. Okay, fucking ridiculous cash, whatever. I get like a fucking jacket or like some shoes or who fucking knows what. So, no, you know, it's just, but it's fine. I'm blessed. I don't need anything. I don't want anything again. You know, you already know. If you guys, you OG subs, day one, BTB army, whatever, you feel like you're in a giving mood, you want to give me something, get me. You already know. Starbucks gift card, Amazon gift card, cool. Give the Amazon gift cards to my kids. I'm good. I ain't tripping. Save your money. Just wanted to say that shit is coming around the corner. And I wanted to say, I love you guys. Make it a great day. Make it a great week. Be better today than you were yesterday. All right? This is not your practice life, guys. And I will see you back maybe this Thursday, 100% next Monday. I will start getting back in the ring of things with having, uh, you know, uh, two episodes a week and getting things popping. Maybe do episodes uh, every other Thursday until we start really cracking, which we will start doing. All right? All right, y'all. Be easy. Peace.